Diagnosing autism in children, getting energy from underneath the earth's crust, and Bitcoin goes mainstream. This is AI for Everyone, a weekly roundup of the top stories in AI and tech for non-tech people who want to keep an ear out for the latest developments in the AI universe. I'm Miles Dillon and I've been studying AI since 2014. And this quick podcast keeps you informed and educated about the changes and opportunities coming to our working environment brought about by artificial intelligence. Researchers at the University of Southern Australia have used an AI learning model to diagnose autism in children with what they claim to be 100% accuracy. The way they do this is by screening retinal photographs of participants. The study involved 958 participants, half of which had been diagnosed previously with autism, and that's the ages were from four up to 16 years old. And the other half would be described as neurotypical with no autism. A deep learning algorithm was trained and they used 85% retinal images and the other 15% they let the AI scan live images of retinas. And they use this model called the ROC curve. And the ROC curve is a widely accepted measure of accuracy in diagnostic tests in the medical field. So that would be to do with heart testing. So if they come up with a new way of testing whether you've got like a heart palpitation, if the outcome was over 0.74 for that or it was say with the cancer screening if the outcome was over 0.74 on this curve and you can't see this but it's kind of a graph that would be considered acceptable widely accepted in the medical industry now with this particular test looking for um, autism in children the number on the ROC curve is at 1.0 which is the highest that it can be indicating 100% accuracy now that's pretty crazy I think that's pretty pretty big I had to look at this for quite a while to think is this really possible they've done 100% accuracy and from everything I can see and all the, all the medical professionals that are commenting on this are saying that yes so far 100% of the children with autism in that 958 participant test got picked out by the AI so it's pretty you know you can't really argue with it at the moment the researchers are saying that they can potentially use this to diagnose children under the age of four but they're just sort of currently in the middle of tests for that I think this is pretty pretty cool they also used it to assess concussion cases with 87% accuracy with no clinician support and when they brought a clinician in the other 13% was able to help the clinician diagnose concussion in people who had head injuries Uh, this is really amazing and the wait list to get a child assessed for any kind of neurodiverse things that they've got going on any ASD stuff is quite long in the UK and from what I understand the tests can also be a bit stressful for the child and takes quite a long time and it's kind of um, you know you're really reliant on finding a really great clinician to help diagnose your child too so this could really really speed that up also in places in the world where there's not access to great psychologists and psychotherapists that are able to diagnose the children I think this is a really really lovely advancement and also with concussion I've banged my head before and I've sat in um, in A&E for ages and really if they could have just scanned my eyeball I would have been so so grateful because I didn't actually have concussion although everyone was freaking out that I did. Energy from volcanoes or magma chambers in Iceland this is kind of crazy sort of thing that my children are really into. I remember when I was at school and I would look at the earth's crust and underneath the earth's crust is all magma and it was so 
you know, so interesting to think we're standing on molten lava everywhere. But scientists in Iceland are planning to drill into a magma chamber to gain insights into the Earth's geology, potentially, potentially revolutionise geothermal energy. And the sort of AI side of this is they're using machine learning and artificial intelligence to kind of model what's going to happen when they do this. But the way this did actually happen is that they accidentally drilled through the Earth's crust into a magma chamber and it was everybody freaked out because up until that point, a couple of months ago, they thought that if you drilled through the Earth's crust into a magma chamber, a huge volcano would erupt and all the magma would come out. But actually, it didn't happen at all. And they were everyone was fine. And this is how this new project has come around. It's called the Kefler Magma Testbed. It aims to deploy sensors into the magma and measure properties like temperature and observe how rock melts into magma. This could lead into the development of a new form of generating geothermal power near, you know, geothermal power is, um, I'll talk about that in a second, but it currently at the moment, no one knows anything about this and they're using AI to try and learn and model what will happen when they do this. They're about to go through the rock into it in a couple of weeks time. Now, the way geothermal energy is harnessed at the moment is by tapping into heat from it's not really going into the magma. It's to do with like pockets of steam or hot water trapped in the rock. So they drill in to a geothermal reservoir. And you may have seen that those sort of geysers pouring out of the earth when it fires, you know, steam into the sky or hot water into the sky. And they extract the hot water or the steam brought to the surface through a well. Now, then they use the steam to turn a, um, a turbine, which activates a generator, which can produce electricity. Or in some cases, they use the hot water directly for heating or other industrial processes. And usually what they do then is afterwards, they um, after the heat is extracted, the cooled water is injected back into the reservoir to be reheated. And that sort of maintains the sustainability of the resource. Now, those temperatures are around, you know, up to boiling temperature, 100 degrees or thereabouts. But the magma under the Earth's surface is multiples, multiples, multiples hotter than that. If they're able to tap into the Earth's core temperature, the geothermal energy thing could just go next level. And the amount of energy they're able to extract, turn in those turbines will go to another level of being able to create really renewable energy this is quite an exciting development um it's very very early stages at the moment but the use of ai is actually going to massively accelerate the way they're able to understand how this is going to work in the future the bitcoin etf has been approved by the sec the first ever one it's been 10 years in the making and i know this is not really to do with ai but i do think it's really important future technology um, the SEC is, I'll go right back to basics. Bitcoin is a digital currency created by a guy called Satoshi Nakamoto 14 years ago now. And the way it works is it's a bit like gold. It's the only way to really describe it. Other people will hate that I'm saying it's like gold and I'll say it has no intrinsic value, but it's a bit like gold. There's a load of Bitcoin, which will gradually be mined and the miners kind of release the Bitcoin and Please don't hate on me. This is a very basic description of it. The miners is what releases new Bitcoin onto the market, which is kind of like digging up new gold. The miners need to get money for that because it uses a lot of electricity, although a large, large, large portion of the mining is now done through renewable energy because they're very um, incentivized to get energy for cheap because the cheaper you can get the energy, the cheaper you can mine the Bitcoin. Therefore, the cost of selling that is much lower or the profitable amount of selling that is much lower. And you can use Bitcoin to buy things, exchange things, or you can use it to save in. Um, <clears throat> that's a basic description of Bitcoin. Now, the SEC is the sort of financial regulator in the USA. And 10 years ago, the first application for a Bitcoin ETF 
was put in and rejected. Now, what's an ETF? An ETF stands for an exchange traded fund. Now you can have an ETF for gold, for example. So instead of having to actually buy physical gold, you can buy a fund which um, gives some thousand pounds to a bank and they will buy or effectively give you exposure to a thousand pounds of gold. So if the price of gold goes up, the price of your ETF goes up. So, and you can sell it and make a profit. You can also have an ETF for technology so you can have a tech etf so that tech etf instead of having to buy 30 shares um, of all the technology companies you could have an etf which would hold facebook or meta twitter would hold amazon nivda intel microsoft and it would hold all of those companies in one etf so it will save you from buying lots of different shares you could just hold that one etf or you could have one for anything they're, they're ets for all sorts of things so now the etf for bitcoin <clears throat> is about to be launched by some of the largest banks in the world including blackrock and fidelity you now or people all over the USA and all over the world, instead of buying Bitcoin and holding it directly, which is the equivalent of buying gold and holding a piece of gold, you could buy an ETF which will track the price of Bitcoin going up and down as it does go up and down, as everybody probably has heard. And you'll be able to hold it as part of your pension fund or companies will be able to invest a little bit of their assets into it. This has huge implications for the potential price of Bitcoin, which is no longer going to be decided by a bunch of cipher internet punks who are buying and selling this underground asset. It's becoming mainstream. It's going to be on Wall Street. It's going to be on all of the bank's balance sheets. And the future has, you know, really... It's looking up for Bitcoin. It's becoming no longer this sort of shady asset. It's becoming one that's becoming accepted by the mainstream. Future price predictions for Bitcoin are all over the place, but they are all upwards from here. As more and more money from institutions starts coming into the asset, it's looking rosy for Bitcoin in the future. Hey everyone, thank you so much to everyone who shares this podcast. We're growing every week in subscribers and listeners. If you know someone who you think will be interested and wants to stay abreast of new stuff that's going on, or you just want interesting dinner table chat, please send this podcast directly to them by sharing it with them. I am super, super grateful for that.